You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Paul Kern. Well, I've got a great message this morning. I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, there's a lot of things in life you can't control. Like the weather, you can't control it. People, you can't control them. Unforeseen events, perfection. There's just things in life that are outside of our ability to control, but there are some things in life that we can control. There are things that we can make decisions over. We can choose. I looked up the word choose in the dictionary. It says it means to select from a number of possibilities. Choose also means to pick by preference, to prefer, or to decide. Now, I just want you to take a moment, and I think this is a really important message not for all of us, but especially our young people that are in the room. I really want you to listen carefully as you're getting back into school or preparing to go back to school because I want you to take a moment to think about your friends and how your friendships initially began. We all have friends. We all have companions. But how did those initially come into being? Did you prefer them or did they just start to happen? Just kind of, you know, one of the, you bumped into them or you, you met them or whatever and it just took off. See, we, we decide to make a choice. When we decide to make a choice, we put thought into it, right? We, we consider it like, what are we going to eat or what are we going to wear or where are we going to vacation? We put thought into that. We put thought into that decision, we weigh it out. And at least on a surface level, we've kind of evaluated the pros and cons, right? You know, if I get this double dip ice cream, it's going to be good. But later on, because I'm lactose intolerant, come on, you know, I might be paying for that decision. So we, we weigh out the pros and cons. And that way we have a good idea of what we're getting ourselves into and why. But something that I've noticed interacting with people in the ministry over the years is that even though we decide what we want for lunch or where we want to vacation or what we're going to wear, we don't often decide that with our companions that way. We kind of approach it from a different angle. So my question is, did you choose your companions or did you just kind of go with the flow? Did they just kind of come along into your life and you just kind of went along with what was happening. You know, I remember when I was real young, and a lot of you will recall this, but my parents would have all their adult friends over. You know, there'd be a fish fry or some kind of get-together, and all the adult friends would come over to the house. And inevitably, what would always would happen is all the adults would get in one room, and then they would herd all the kids off where? You'd go into another room, right? They'd put you in another room, they'd put a movie in, or you guys play games, and you guys have fun in that room. And, you know, when this arrangement happens often enough, whether parents realize it or not, the kids are kind of forced to become friends because you're just put in a room with a bunch of people that you may or may not know, but eventually because you're all stuck in the same room together, you're forced to become friends, mostly by proxy, without really stopping to think about whether or not you would really choose those people to be your companion, whether you'd really choose those people to be your friend. And as I reflect back on my childhood, if I could have been mature enough at that time, had I really had the ability to think it through, I probably would have got a megaphone and said to my parents, get me out of this room with some of these people that you've put me in here with. And the reason is, is because later in life, 
as I progressed and moved forward and they were my companions in life, these people, these select few, got me into a lot of trouble. They led me down a path that I really did not need to go. And the truth is, church, we make companions in our lives, and those companions can have a great impact on our destiny. They can really influence the course and direction that our life goes. As a matter of fact, I honestly believe that God has preordained certain relationships, companionships in our life that are meant to help propel us forward into our destiny. They, they help us to achieve things in life that God has mapped out for us to accomplish in life. But I also believe, just like God has preordained those divine interactions, I believe the enemy has a plan too. And I believe the enemy has people that he wants to bring into our lives that are destructive, that want to cancel out what God wants to accomplish in our lives. What am I saying? We need to evaluate our friends. We need to be very selective with our companions as we move forward into life. Have you developed the skill of actually choosing companions? It's an important question to ask ourselves. You know, it's very easy to find yourself spending time with other people simply because you have the same interest. You both like the same thing. You know, you hang out with certain girlfriends because you both like chick flicks and you go to the movies together, right? That, that's just what we do. You both like the same music, so you end up going to concerts together. Or you both enjoy the same types of food, so we end up eating and dining together. But just because someone enjoys doing the same things that you enjoy doing, that doesn't automatically mean that they are or even should be your friend, at least not in the inner circle of your life. A friend should require a much higher standard as you're picking those people to be a part of the inner circle of your life. While a friend may be fun, funny, familiar to you, they still may not be the most consistent, loyal, or person of integrity that they need to be. But since you like your friend's personality so much, you have similar interests, you like being around each other, you just hang out with them without really considering the character of the person that you're spending your time with. And here's an important key. If you're spending all your time with the wrong people, you'll never meet the right ones. See, it's so important that we pay attention to who we're spending our time with. And I especially want to talk to our young people. Like I said, as you're going back to school, getting ready to go back to school, those of you that are in college, it's very important that you pay attention to the people that you're hanging around. There was a farmer. He lived on a big ranch, and he was out one day walking around his ranch, and he came up underneath this big tree, and he noticed an egg laying on the ground. It had fallen out of the nest. He looked way up in this real tall tree, and way, way up high, there was an eagle's nest, and there was an eagle on this nest, and apparently one of the eggs had fallen out onto the ground, and so he got the egg. He didn't want to just leave it there. So he took it back to his farm, and he went into his chicken yard, and there was a hen that was sitting on some eggs, getting ready to hatch some new chicks. So what he did is he just kind of slid that egg up underneath that hen. 
And so that hen sat on that egg for a period of time, and the time came that, you know, it was time for the eggs to hatch. And, and sure enough, the little chicks hatched out, and about the same time, the rooster hatched out with it. I mean, the uh, eagle hatched out with it at the same time. And so, you know, these little chickens, they followed their mother hen around, and that little eagle, he did the exact same thing, just like those chicks. Those chicks, they would peck on the ground, they would scratch, and so would that eagle. He'd do the exact same thing. When storms came and the winds began to blow, man, those chickens, they were so fearful. They would run inside, they would get in the chicken coop, and so would that eagle. He would do the exact same thing. See, that eagle, because... By association and time that he spent with the chickens, he believed that he was a chicken. And because he believed he was a chicken, he acted like a chicken. And the moral of the story is, if you hang out with chickens, you start believing that you're one, and you start acting like you won. As the fact of the matter is, the people that you constantly associate with every day are most likely the people that you're going to turn out like. I don't know if you've ever heard this said, but I've heard it said before that if you want to know what you're going to look like in five years, just look at the five people that you hang out with the most. Most likely, that's exactly what you're going to look like in five years. You know, if your friends are going places, if they have vision, if they're people of excellence, if they're motivated, if they're godly, if they have high standards, if they're deep with Christ, non-compromising, these qualities are going to rub off onto you. They're going to become a part naturally of who you are. But if your companions are critical, if they're always complaining, gossiping, making fun of people, talking bad about authority, compromising, making, making concessions for their sins in their life, just allowing those things to be a part of who they are, then all of a sudden, those same bad qualities can be transferred to you as well. You have to ask yourself, am I in good company? Am I in good company? See, you can't be who God destined you to be by making friends like that your companions. It's just not going to happen. And like I said, many of you are in school or getting ready to go back to school, and I encourage you this year, choose your companions wisely. Be very careful who you select and allow to be a part of your life. Now, I'm not saying to be rude to them. I'm not saying you get a megaphone and make some big announcement. You are no longer going to be my friend. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is be subtle about it. Begin to limit your time a little bit with them. Slowly by slowly, a little less texting, a little less hanging out. Just begin to wean yourself from that relationship. Proverbs 13, verse 20 says, He who walks with the wise will be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Proverbs 20:19 says, A gossip betrays confidence, but a person of integrity will conceal a matter. Proverbs 22, 24, Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. We're all familiar with the, with the Scripture that says, Bad company corrupts good character. Listen, spirits are transferable. Good things can be passed to you from people, and bad things can be passed to you from people. 
If you run around with people who make it a habit of compromising, before you know it, that'll rub off on you too. Before you know it, you'll find yourself compromising in areas that you didn't used to compromise in. But the good news is, if you make godly people your companions, people of an excellent spirit, people who put God first, those same qualities will be transferred to you as well. You know, the people that you work with, the people that you go to school with, you don't really get to pick them. You know, they're just, they're hired or somebody moves and they enroll in that school. You don't really get to pick those people. That's just all a part of how life works for us. But where you do have a choice, just because you work with them or just because you go to school with them, that doesn't mean you allow them into the inner circle of your life to become a companion that you do life with. Now, you want to make sure people that you do life with possess the qualities that are going to produce success in life. Remember, we all need eagles in our lives. And we want to be highly aware, okay, God, where are those eagle people that you have for me? And am I being an eagle Christian myself? Am I being that person who elevates other people to be the best that they can be? I have men in my life. I consider them to be eagles. I have a lot of great men that I look up to. They challenge me to soar higher, work harder, dream bigger, and go deeper with God. These are the men that I call my companions. Now I have lots of people that I know. I meet hundreds and hundreds. I've met thousands of people in my lifetime being in the ministry. But I don't hang around all those people. I'm very selective about who I allow to be in the inner circle of my life. See, these men are my companions because they make me better. And I help challenge them and try to make them better. But people who are always negative, bad influences, compromisers, you can still be friendly to them, but you don't spend a lot of time with them. You're selective. You're very careful. Can I have an amen? See, when you were younger, you didn't really think about these things. And, and that's why I want to talk to our, our young people that are going into school this year or you've already started. I want you to really think about this. Because you have to begin to mature if you're going to be different. You have to begin to mature if you're going to be the leader that God's called you to be. Listen, life is too short to spend all of your valuable time with the wrong people. And this is the number one way that we veer off course. Our companions, our friends, make us veer off course. You know, I think back in my childhood And I remember some friends that I made and friends that I spent time with. They became my companions, my running buddies. And you know, the thing is, I got into a lot of trouble with some of those people. But they weren't my enemies. They weren't my enemies that got me into trouble. No, it was my close friends that I got into trouble with. That's why it's so important that we're careful about who we allow to come into our inner circle. Like I said, you can't soar with eagles when you're pecking around with a bunch of chicken-minded people. It's just not going to work. And God has eagles lined up for you. But here's the thing. If you're holding on tightly to a bunch of chickens, you're never going to be able to meet your eagle people. You've got to be willing to let those chicken people go so that God can bring the eagle people into your life. The Scripture says, 
People who choose worthless companions bring shame to their parents. For example, if you're a young person, you shouldn't want to spend all your time with people who lie to their parents. You shouldn't want to spend your time with people who want to sneak around, not tell the truth. People who are disrespectful to authority, they talk bad about their coaches and their teachers behind their back. They live immoral lives. No, that's not the kind of person that you want to connect yourself with. No, like I said, God's got eagle people for you. As a matter of fact, the Bible, it says those people are what you call worthless companions. Now, I'm not saying that they're worthless. What I'm saying is, is God's got somebody better for you to connect yourself with in life. And you may say, well, Paul, if I don't hang around them, I'll be lonely. Well, that may be okay for a season. You know, I remember when God called me here to the ministry, and I didn't really know any Christian people because I wasn't saved, but a very short amount of time. So all of my friends were non-Christian people that I hung out with. So when I came here at 23, I really didn't know very many, and I remember thinking, man, I'm going to be really lonely. I'm not going to know anybody. And there was for a season of time that I was lonely, but here's the thing. I learned that because I was willing to be obedient and do what God called me to do, that God brought better friends into my life, friends that would push me, friends that would motivate me, friends that would call me to go higher with God. The fact is, God has a calling on your life, a high and holy purpose for each and every one of you here in this room And it's very important that you understand and that you know that the enemy is after that calling inside you. God's placed a gift inside of all of us, and we have to do everything that we can to protect it. The enemy will do everything that he can to rob that calling and that gifting from our life. And oftentimes, it comes through people that are disguised. We don't realize at the moment, but they're an assignment of the enemy in our life. And that's why we have to be very aware of who we do life with. As a matter of fact, there's a really important key that I think is important for all of us to understand. What you're unwilling to walk away from is the point that you stop growing. There's some people in life, they were meant to be there for a season. That season's come and gone, and now God's wanting to move you on. I remember when I was in college, and I got out, and I had made a really good friend. We spent a lot of our time together. We had very similar interests. We enjoyed hunting and fishing and, and doing different things together. Really liked that. And, and as time went by, I began to watch this person's character erode. I began to watch his marriage erode. I began to watch things begin to go in the wrong direction. Money became very important to him. It almost became like a pursuit in his life. God began to take a back seat. And I began to realize at that time that he and I were on different tracks. We were going different directions in life. And I knew that that season had come to an end. I was no longer able to influence him in the direction that he needed to go. And God said, it's time for you to let go. I'm going to bring other people into your life. God will never ask you to let go of something without giving you something much better in return. 
And maybe you're here today, and maybe you have a friend, or maybe you've been in a, a business agreement or, or a relationship with someone, and, and you've allowed them into your inner circle of your life, but you begin to notice that they're going in the wrong direction. They're influencing your thinking in the wrong way. They're not being someone that's bringing life to you. They're someone that's sucking the life out of you. Maybe it's time for you to recognize it's time for you to move into a new season of life. Listen, God always attaches blessing to obedience. Every single time, God will always attach blessing to obedience. I think it's very important that we remain sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit, he's with us all the time. If we're listening carefully, he'll speak to us. He'll say, don't go into that partnership with them. Don't go eat lunch with them. Don't make them your running buddy. Don't make them your partner. Be very careful. See, the Holy Spirit will speak to us. He'll begin to wave a, wave a red flag or kind of like the, the warning light coming on in the dashboard of your car. It's letting you know something's wrong. You need to be sensitive. You need to pay attention. There's an uneasiness inside of you. You really don't know exactly what it is. That's the Holy Spirit. He's trying to warn you. He's trying to protect you. You've got to be very careful. See, if your friends cause you to compromise, they're holding you back. That's a sure sign that they're not the kind of companion that you need to have in your life. God's wanting to bring new ones. Now, I want to encourage you. It's, it's often easy to get ourselves in a position in life where we just kind of go through the motions. We get in a habit. We're just going through life, going to school, going to work. We're stuck behind the computer screen. We're, we got our eyes glued on our devices. And before we know it, we find ourselves kind of isolated in life. Where once we did have some friends, once we did have those connections, but now just because of our routine, maybe even our personality, we've allowed ourselves to kind of become isolated. In other words, we've removed ourselves from those eagle Christians in our lives. And then you begin to wonder, well, why am I not filled with joy? Why is life not working for me? Why I need wisdom, but I don't have it. But see, when you isolate yourself, those things can happen to you. And the scripture makes it very clear. The devil goes about like a roaring, what? Lion, seeking whom he may devour. The enemy's always looking for isolated people. They're alone. They're by themselves. There's no protection there. And I want to encourage you. Maybe you're in a season. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you feel like you just don't really have anybody. Maybe you feel like God forgot about you. But I want to tell you, he hasn't. God's never forgotten about you. He's always faithful. He's always been there. He's seen you through everything that you've ever faced. And he's not about to let you go now. But the thing is, you've got to recognize, are you doing your part to connect yourself with the people that you need to connect yourself with in life. You know, I think about Daniel in the Bible. A very interesting story. Daniel got taken into captivity along with a bunch of other young men. And while they were there, there was well over 100 young men were there. But Daniel connected himself with three young men in particular. It's almost like he chose them. It's almost like he picked them out on purpose. Now, I don't, I don't feel like I'm really misleading anybody. The Scripture doesn't actually say that, but it would just make sense. Daniel connected himself with three guys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three young men, they had high character. They had what the Bible described as excellent spirits. 
they distinguished themselves even from among all the other young men that were taken into captivity. And Daniel chose to connect himself with these three uncompromising young men. And it is it any wonder that because he did that, see, God always attaches blessing with obedience. And because Daniel chose to connect himself with eagles, he chose to connect himself with the right people, God blessed him, God promoted him, God elevated him. God did things for him that seemed absolutely impossible, especially in the situation that he was in. But see, he was very selective about who he brought into his life. He brought in eagle people, eagle people into his life. You know, let me ask you, are you selective today about the companions that you have in your life? Are you real particular about who you allow into your inner circle? Are you getting wisdom from them? you getting guidance for them? Are you praying with them? Are they guiding your life in the right direction? See, eagle Christians. Or have you connected yourself with the three stooges, Mo, Larry, and Curly? Now, you've got to be very careful about who you connect yourself with because who you connect yourself with will greatly influence your destiny. See, we all need to be more selective when we're picking companions for life. If you're a young person here today, and you're in school, let me just give you some sound advice. I wish I had listened when I was told this when I was younger. Don't concern yourself with being in the cool group. Don't concern yourself with being in the most popular group. Because here's the thing, 20 years from now, it's not even going to matter. It's not going to make a bit of difference. No, what you want to do is you want to connect yourself with people of who are of quality. It's not quantity that matters. It's not status that matters. It's quality that matters. Listen, I would rather have one quality friend than 20 mediocre friends. Can I have an amen? It's just so important who you connect yourself with. Proverbs 27 says, iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another. Let me ask you, Do you have somebody in your life that's iron to you? Now, sometimes that means they're abrasive. Sometimes that means they might rub you the wrong way. But they're doing that because they have your best interest at heart. They have that conversation with you that's uncomfortable even for them to have, but because they love you and because they're committed to you, they're going to have that conversation with you that's going to help push you into your destiny. Man, I'll tell you, when I came here, when I was 23 years old, I'd just come to know Christ. I really didn't know very many people here in Arkansas because I'd never been here before, but I started coming in our ministry, and I came into our internship. And I knew God had brought me here for a reason. And I knew that God had placed me around people, certain people, for a reason. And one of the people that I really connected myself with at that time was our lead pastor, Tim Brooks. Tim's 10 years older than me. He had a lot more wisdom. He really, he was probably 25 or 30 years maturity-wise older than me in the spirit. And I just began to notice things that Tim was doing. I would notice he had money. I was noticed that he was prosperous. I noticed that his family loved him. I noticed that his children respected him. I noticed that things just seemed to go good for him. And so I decided that I was going to connect myself with him so that I could begin to learn how he was being successful in what he did. 
And man, I'll tell you, I would just wear out the threshold of his office. I was always there knocking at the door. I'm sure when he saw me coming, he thought, oh, Lord, here he comes again. But I just always wanted to learn, and I always wanted to grow. And then I began just to be this person who was observant of other people. I would see men in our church. I would see how they interacted with their wives, and they had a great marriage. I would see how they did with their kids, and, man, they all got along and and loved each other. I would see how they handled their money. They seemed to be prospering and doing well. Well, these were the kind of men that I would have lunches with. I would call them up and say, hey, man, could you have lunch with me this week? I would like to meet with you. I'd like to talk. And I would ask them advice on raising kids or ask them advice on marriage or ask them advice in money. And God began to add to me wisdom. God began to grow me. See, it was eagle people that I connected myself in life. Now, it would have been very easy for me to spend all my time with people who had similar interests, people who enjoyed the things I enjoyed, But I knew that season of my life was over. Now it was time for me to begin to sharpen my claws, sharpen my beak, pluck out some old feathers so that I could soar to the heights that God had for me to soar to. So the fact of the matter is, you outgrow friends. They're meant to be there for a season. And then that season comes and that season goes. You begin to go one direction, and they begin to go to another direction. And like I said today, as you grow and as you mature, your circle in life gets a little smaller and a little smaller and a little smaller. Certain people that you allow into the inner circle of your life, they're going to push you and propel you into your destiny. As I close today, I want to encourage you. Choose your companions wisely. Those of you who run businesses, you work with people, choose your companions wisely. You guys that are starting up school, you guys that are in college, be very careful about who you decide to be in the inner circle of your life. And remember this principle. If you don't get rid of the wrong people, you may never meet the right ones. When we cling on to things that we need to let go, we can miss new opportunities of growth and destiny because we're unwilling to allow that person to move on in life. You have to be willing to give up some things so that you don't get stuck with some things that you don't need. I want to encourage you, be wise. Be selective. Ask yourself today, Am I in good company? The people that I run with, the people that I allow in that inner circle, do I have them there? Have I been very strategic, just like I would choose where I'm going on vacation, or I choose what I'm going to wear today, or I choose what I'm going to have for lunch? Have you chose to position people in your life, certain leaders, certain teachers, certain friends? You got to be very intentional in this. And I want to encourage our young people because I think this is something that we often think in our minds. You know, we see some leader and, and, and man, we think, man, I would really like to connect with them, but I know they're so busy. They got a lot going on. I don't want to bother them. It's really easy to have that temptation because I remember thinking that about Tim. He was always busy. I always felt like I was bothering him. But the fact of the matter is, if they're any kind of mentor at all, 
They'll stop what they're doing. They'll spend time with you and they'll help you because God's anointing is on their life. And the fact is, there's not a mentor out there that you would really want to be a mentor if they weren't busy. If they're not doing anything, they're probably not a mentor worth having. So it's very important that you don't allow the busyness of a mentor's life to keep you from asking them to be involved in your life. Go to them. If they're any kind of mentor at all, they're going to take time for you. Now, they may not be able to take your call immediately, but they'll call you back. That's the way it always works. I want to encourage our church. Be intentional this week. Don't become isolated. Connect yourself. Allow companions into your life. But get companions that challenge you. Get companions that push you to be a better version of yourself. And also, you be that type of person. Are you an Eagle Christian? Are you the type of person that when you connect yourself with someone else, you make them better? You pull them to greater heights. You push them into deeper waters with God. That's the kind of people that you want to be. That's the kind of people that God's calling Christian ministries to be. Eagle Christians. People who push each other to greater heights. Amen. Did y'all get something out of this today? God bless you. Stand with me this morning. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you. Help us, Lord. God, help us to be the people that you've called us to be. And Lord, I just pray right now that you begin to open up doors of opportunity. God, I pray for divine appointments. I ask, Lord, as this message was going forth, that hearts were convicted, that people were challenged, that, God, that we will be open to new relationships, new seasons, change, growth. Lord, help us. As we move forward into this year, especially for our young people in this new school year, as they're at school and colleges, Lord, help them to be that person that you've called them to be and help them to be aware of who they connect themselves with, very aware, very selective on who they allow into their life. God, we give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. You have been listening to the CMC podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.